You're about to listen to Common Ride with me, a weekly podcast that mixes fan and non-fan perspectives to look at the wide world of practical effects TV and film known as Tokusatsu. This is a weekly show split up between two bi-weekly casts. One is the yearly cast of myself, Kopsik Senpai, where we look at things week to week as they would have been or are airing over the course of a year. The other is the book club, where we have a more traditional book club format for myself, Kip, my co-host Steph and David, as we look at things in condensed couple of month chunks. You're about to listen to the yearly podcast as we take a look at episodes 28 and 29 of Comrade Geats, along with episode 49 of both Comrade Build and Joseph's Jetman. This is the end, our last episode on Comrade Build, as, as we will finish this TV show. Hen-tion. Spring is in the air. You're coming right with me. Changing out of shows. It's getting warmer out. Uh, for some of us, for some of us, we just don't get that much warmer. We don't have a lot of snow. But <laughs> hey, senpai, what's up? It's good, brother. How you been? I'm doing all right. Uh, just seeing lots of movies right now, which is nice. It's like going out more as it gets warmer up here. That's awesome, man. Pretty sure going to the movies in the freezing cold was not the vibes, but now spring is here. But yeah, oh, this is uh, episode 177 of uh, Camarade. Be looking at uh, the yearly or OG podcast, uh, looking at Camarade Geats uh, 2829, Build and Jetman 49, our last episode of Camarade Build. Um, and I'm your host, uh, James Akip. With me is also James or Comes Like Senpai. Speaking of movies, though, we both saw the Mario movie. What do you think uh, about that one, Senpai? If I'm going to be completely honest with you guys. Okay. I enjoyed the live action one better. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Hot take. I know. What'd you think? To pull back the curtain. So I was running late as you came in while I was recording with a guest on the live action Mario movie. <laughs> <laughs> like right before this uh, call started. So yeah, uh, it's a lot more interesting. Um, It's definitely... <laughs> not a modern movie the same way it has like a bunch of like horny like dance numbers and like weird designs mm-hmm. um apparently um the guy playing mario and the guy playing luigi like bob hoskins and like john Leguizamo, like were just like getting drunk on set like while they were filming like a driving scene and like there's this like b-roll of like mario like drunk driving <laughs> into a wall that's pretty awesome yeah uh but no um this new movie um i just feel like mario is a franchise that fit into the formula like they're trying to put on movies where like a lot of new movies that are trying to be in that like slot don't so it just fit better it was fine um i liked most of the cast i still don't think that like chris pratt was a good mario but he like wasn't as bad as i thought he might be (laughs) yeah it's just 
I think not necessarily the biggest thing I couldn't go over, but I wasn't really big on the voice actors, but they were fine. Like you said, like I thought the guy that I, that was doing like the original Mario impersonation should he did the whole movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. The guy that was just jumping up and down like Mario. I was like, that's the kind of guy needs to play Mario. But I guess Chris, Chris Pat brings in more tickets, I guess. I think that was Charles Martinet, like the voice of Mario probably too, because they just have that dude around. <laughs> really? Yeah, no. Um, one thing that I was not suspecting for the crossover was um, spoilers, but like the movie ends with the Mario brothers doing a rider kick to Bowser. And I was like, that's cool. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty hype. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just a, it's fine. Uh, but I saw it as part of a double feature because my partner wanted to like see two movies in like one day because it was like nice that we just like leave the house and um the dd movie i think is um a little bit just like they secretly just wanted to make like an old school adventure movie and they like hit it in like D D. like this like feels like a 90s or 80s movie a lot more mm-hmm. uh there's like some good practical effects there like a lot of the like different races are just like cool costumes and like headpieces and like makeup um and the cast really good. Uh, there's a fun cameo or two, but just, you know, they could make like four more of them and it would be like cool. Probably unless there's like a surprisingly good Marvel movie or something going to be like the best, like family friendly action movie of the year, just based off of just like how competently it kind of like shows magic and fighting and some good character work. Mm-hmm. Have you played much D&D or no? Nah, I've never played, but I've always been wanting to get into it. And uh, I'm not sure if I need to know any, like, the meta of the game in order to enjoy the movie. I'm pretty sure there's, like, jokes about playing D&D in the movie, but is it easy for someone to follow along that's never played? Yeah, really, it's, like, not hard at all. It's just, like, a... It's more of, like, a heist movie, honestly, than, like, a make-you-think-about-the-game movie. But, like, there's lots of stuff, like, oh, this person use their powers in a fun way that like a like person playing the game might you know mm-hmm. yeah i wish it's uh a like con before but uh you went to a like concept i and you saw some good cosplay some of the camera cosplay yeah so i went to uh mega con orlando uh hosted every year around the springtime and uh, i haven't been in a long time so it's my <laughs> first time going yeah. back in a minute and this is honestly it's probably the best one of the best cons in uh, Florida and uh, saw some really cool cosplay and believe it or not, I saw a cosplay of zero one. Yeah. With uh, Arudo and Uzi or Izu. And it's pretty solid. And uh, I was talking to the family a little bit and I was like, what got, what did you guys get you into? Uh, like, but she's pretty much like introduced him to like, old like comrade shows and stuff like that. Um, and uh, I asked him if they're watching Geese, and he said not yet. But uh, this is crazy that they chose Zero One for their cosplay. You know what I mean? After all the like other comrade shows to be introduced to, so that spoke a lot. And I definitely plugged the pod. Must believe it or not, <laughs> I was like, "Yo, check out Kamara with me." So it was cool. No, yeah, and like shout out to like you listening because uh, that's a cool cosplay too. Like a lot of like shows might also not have like a group cosplay option, like unless you all want to be comrade so maybe just like having like a cool headset and like a jacket like made more sense there but yeah that's a fun show to cosplay um you made me think though um what i want to see is like a like 
crossover cosplay of like Lil like Izuvert. Like, what would that look like? like <laughs> that kinda- <laughs> oh, that'd be pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, do they have Comrade Cons in the States or is that more of a overseas thing? Uh, I think there's uh, the Power Rangers cons get a lot of other Toku fans. And there is like a Toku con that I don't know if it's coming out yearly, but that's the kind of thing where like I feel like is all in flux because like people still aren't really fully conned out the way they were like pre COVID. Mm-hmm. So I think there's like a Toku con. It was like in Washington uh last year i might be super wrong here but um and of course there's a yeah what do you got uh did you see the new uh mighty morphin power rangers wants and always coming to netflix it's like looks cool as hell yeah the teaser looked pretty solid i meant to ask you if you knew about that or not but i wasn't sure yeah uh they got like um original like black and blue ranger they got like uh uh the second pink ranger the second like red ranger it looks cool. Um, it's so weird. because like, I don't know like um, what they're going to do, but it seems like they're going to like recast some Power Rangers too. And like their kids are going to come in, which would be pretty cool. You know, mm-hmm. that looks good though. Um, and uh, one last thing though, is I uh, started watching Dr. Stone because I'd read the first like 20 issues or something. And then I like hadn't watched it, but I watched like the first like three, four episodes. I was like, Oh, this is just like a, cool premise like it wasn't like the best anime in the world and you have to watch it to see what they're doing and it wasn't like super generic either it was like a very watchable show are you enjoying it so far yeah i think uh it has an incredible premise that like it's not about like getting stronger it's about like getting more civilized <laughs> that's a cool yeah. way to do it are there any like uh new things that like you're like watching or like reading that like you want to like uh shout out though uh new stuff no but i've finally caved in and I started reading a uh, demon slayer. I'm on the last arc and Oh my God. Like it's so crazy. Like when I first got into demon slayer, like most shonen shows, very kid, like, you know what I'm saying? Very like bright colors and this and that. Yada yada. But towards the end, I see what the hype's about now. I definitely see this last arc is pretty solid and I keep hearing that it ends kind of flat, but where it's at right now is probably the peak of the show and it's definitely going to be worth the wait. You guys may have to wait like two or three years to see what's going on, (laughs) but, (laughs) but uh, I'm glad I like finally broke down and read it to see what the hype's about and Mm -hmm. maybe it's worth the wait for sure. But that's about the only thing that I'm reading that's, uh, I guess not really new, but what I recently got into. I was uh, the reverse of that, I think, with uh, my hero. I like got to the point where maybe they are getting to now, and I just stopped caring mm. for two years. <laughs> and I think there's like a there's a weird thing going on with like both of those shows, which seems like creators are either like ending their shows early or like pushing back against like just the burnout inherent to putting out something every week like that. Because mm-hmm. that's a ton of work, you know. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's just the thing to be like, maybe that model's changing. We're going to have like monthly release or something instead of like a weekly thing. Mm-hmm. But no, um, we should talk about some Toku though. Cause we have uh, a lot. This is our uh, last build. Um, probably next time we'll um, like break off like to like post boredom it. But uh, for right now, uh, let's go in our, in our normal order though of Comrade Geats first, then build, then Jetman.
for Geeks, we kind of get like the where we're split is the end of one arc and the start of like another. And um, so Geeks 28 is the end of kind of the um, Sengoku like samurai game. And also like it starts with like Ace is like about to be killed and like Zin's there and they're like, oh no. And um, what do you think of this episode and like the way this arc kind of ends this first one? Yeah, I think it was, I thought it was pretty good. Um, the last few episodes of Geats, I can't say they've been bad, but I haven't really been like super invested in them. But I really enjoyed this episode as far as uh, seeing uh, Zen and uh, Ace's relationship kind of blossom in this one. I feel like it was like full circle. And uh, I thought it was pretty cool. And just seeing like, you know, Zen go through the emotions of like finally feeling how it feels like have his life on the line or like be close to like on the brink of death. Uh, feelings of loss and just things that he wasn't able to experience. And um, those are kind of like my favorite like narratives right now, as far as like even going back to like zero one, as far as like human gears, having a human experience. And it's kind of like, you know, being a human, you kind of take those emotions away or take those emotions for granted. You kind of like don't even realize like some people don't even have, um, you know, anything to care about. So you're seeing like Zen actually like have the human experience, their relationship, learning more about uh, Ace's previous previous lives, and just seeing like the the whole thing reset. Uh, I think it was all around good episode. What'd you think? Yeah, and I think like um, this reminds me of like a like similar thing in like Zero One, where like oh, in the twenties, like they kind of let us marinate in some stuff, but then like when it picked back up, like we were glad to like have gotten that. And just to see like Zinn marinate and like what being human is to like see the cast kind of get time to process and say different things about Ace being like a reincarnated person. And like they took their time to be like, Hey, now we can have him talking about all the misery and the like things he's seen. Mm-hmm. That was a good way to do it. Uh, <laughs> solid. Um, and like, um, it felt earned when they had like a fusion power up and they were like posing together and just, yeah. Um, good character work here. What do you think of uh, the new form for Geats though? A laser boost. Uh, an unexpected power up, but always appreciate it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm just glad that he kind of got over the whole, uh, what was the things inside? Like the jet lag part. Yeah. Um, I'd have never really thought that was a cool way to like say how fast he was moving that it just made him tired. So I guess this was a way to get that little like him always being sleepy and stuff like that. So uh, I thought it was cool. Uh, look wise, not aesthetically pleasing as I thought it would be. No. But adding on a little bit of like Zen's explanation of why it looks the way it is makes more sense. So what'd you think? It's definitely weird how like I think build was the first show to do this, but um, build and zero one happened did revise. I'm pretty sure. And also um, happens here where it's like, Oh, here's your cool form. And two episodes later, here's your form where you can control it. I, I guess it's more toys or whatever, but yeah. In revise, like he like met a kid in a book and the kid was a dragon. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Or in saber. Sorry. in saber. I don't know what you meant. Uh, no. Um, yeah. And um, it was cool seeing like, him have the powers and stuff but um the best part of it like aesthetic uh, um like wise was when he did his finisher and he got like rotoscoped he looked like art that was Mm -hmm. cool yeah and uh he got a uh new song for that 
And like when him and like Zinn are like parting ways, they also get like a song where like um, I couldn't confirm, but it seemed like one of those songs where both the actors were singing for like the like uh, the shows like soundtrack. They're like a duo song, which is always fun to hear. Did you expect this to be? I, I'm pretty sure we'll see Zinn again. I'm 100% sure we'll see again. But did you expect this to be like a goodbye episode for him? No, I didn't. Yeah, that kind of caught me off guard. I'm like, because the fighting in this episode was S tier. I'm like, okay, this is a blowing a budget yeah. with this episode. And then when it came out uh, towards the end, it was like one of those like like a finale type episode. It made more sense. Yeah, and just like um, they have done a really good job, like matching just like well done fights with like their effects because there is like a lot more like CG in this show than like. Even like certain like past shows, like Zero One, but it all looks good. Uh, and I um, liked that Zinn left because he was having feelings, not because he was dying, not because of like super big tragedy. It was like, oh, I got to process some stuff. And like, I think he'll be back. But also just it was cool that it was kind of like mellow, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, uh, the other cool thing that um, happened here, though, was that... Um, Michinaga takes the driver from Baroba when she gets like beat up and um, he goes to like see the desire deity and talk to it. I was like, okay, he's got something going on. He's got ideas. <laughs> oh, um, and <laughs> slightly off topic, but I um try to avoid like communities for shows that we're watching just because there's like a lot of spoilers and like weird stuff. And like, I like don't want to like see what's going to happen in like two weeks, for example. Yeah. But, um, I accidentally saw, uh, the common rider beams, um, on Reddit and, uh, kind of post one that I saw and I was like, okay, that's actually like a pretty good joke. Beam. <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah. That's a, that's a right for one of those. That's a lot of work to put into that joke. That's funny. Shit. Yeah. Uh, but no, um, that was uh, 28, Lamentation 4, Bonding Laser Boost. And here's a 29, Lamentation 5, Surprise, Bullfighting Game. So uh, it is Neon's birthday. We'll get back to that in a little bit. Because uh, um, K1 and Ace have a, a, a like pretty good like conversation about like, why K1 doesn't care that he now knows that Ace is like being reincarnated. He's like, okay. You're still ace. Um, I like, like how like it's just like right now it feels like the characters are starting to like gel on like a next level. Cause like a lot of shows, uh cough cough, uh can just kind of rush past character interaction. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um then Kayla gets brought to a like bullfighting game. It was like, uh my um wow, this show is for kids in like a different culture, like moment of the week was when like you see like Buffa talking about Oh, this is like a bullfighting game where the bull is brought in and killed by the matter. I was like, oh, that's just, that's true. <laughs> and like, um, K West says, wait, but you're a bull. And then he's like, w- wait, what do you mean? Yeah, I think that was my favorite line of the show <laughs> so far. Yeah. You're the bull. That's a good bit. Uh, but just when K West thinks he's won his fight, though, he gets sneak attacked by some ancient Jamato that the guy found like a quarry. He gets knocked out and it's like a um game just like we talked about uh with bills in the mid-20s where it's like 
oh, like a team of three, like whichever team wins more wins, you know? Mm-hmm. The way the Jamato set it up was going to be, oh, we're going to take care of Kawa and Neon so we can win before we even have to get to Ace, which is smart. Um, but then because it's a like Neon episode, they kind of like turn it around, have Ace go in first. So it does like rest on her, which is like a cool way to kind of make him not have the main fight seat in her arc, you know? Yeah. But yeah, um, the whole episode, though, we're seeing like Neon's dad go to the site of her kidnapping. And so is Ace going there. And what do you think was happening when we started to get hints something was wrong here? Oh, yeah. I think we already kind of like figured out that he was like using her for some reason with the games. But I never thought it would be like for like an arranged marriage type thing. <laughs> Did you? No. Like he wanted her to be with somebody from the future. I didn't see that coming. And then like they like super one up us knowing that she was like a baby they wish for. I was like, oh, she's a baby they wish for. But then like Aroba's big plan is to reveal that she's actually more than that. And what do you think about the big reveal that Neon wasn't their first kid? Nah, that came out of left field. <laughs> That's dark. Do you, do you think we'll see there the kid? I don't know. It's I don't know, uh, but just to be like, oh, remember like 11 years ago when you were kidnapped? Actually, your sister was kidnapped and she died and you were like made to replace her. Yeah, it's dark as shit. Yeah. <laughs> and like the way she's like in her present room and then all the presents start to talk with the like people like talking bad about her for being fake and like just, oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, low place to bring her. And like um, we got Ace kind of like getting angry and reacting, but also like it wasn't the end of the arc. It's like, okay, he can be pissed here, but he also isn't going to be the one to win this fight. It's like on her and like him, like his whole like last fight scene where he was like Magnum and Ninja and like revolving and like throwing people while he's revolving and like becoming like boosts and getting pissed off and beating the crap out of someone. Mm -hmm. Good fight scene. And yeah, um, now we know that Neon is a replacement wished for to make her family sponsor the games. And also that um, her dad wants to have her married to her sponsored. <laughs> yeah. We kind of figured out they're going to be shipped somehow. Yeah. And man, I think that um, they've done a lot with her as a character that I wasn't sure they were going to. I, so I kind of thought like what we saw about her, like, when she came back the first time, like episode 12 was going to be it for her character, you know? Yeah. She getting a lot of focus though. Um, yeah. And like the whole scene of like her parents, like how they actually saw those scenes where she came back and said they were just like crying and like her dad was all like drunk and like disheveled. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, what do you think's next for, um, like Geats right here though? Uh, Geats, I'm not sure if they're going to stay like with the whole, like, I think the biggest thing that came out of these last, what, four episodes is that Ace is a reincarnation of, like, 2,000 years worth of, like, winning this game. I'm not sure if they're going to keep, like, pushing that, or uh, it has to be another game starting up pretty soon, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I'm guessing we enter another game, and not sure if the DGP is going to, like, try to, like, rig it again or what, but I think definitely next episode is going to be introducing a new a new game. 
I'm wondering if maybe um, we get to like, maybe Buffa gets his wish and we get a messed up version of the world soon. That'd be cool. They've been, they've been changing it up pretty, pretty frequently uh, so far. So anything's possible. So Ace is reincarnated. Neon's a replacement. We're seeing more and more about this cast of the world. So I, I bet whatever happens, like it's going to be just like giving them more to deal with or just like to think on. And yeah, uh, real solid show so far. But I think like with like the ace, like these two episodes felt like the show kind of going up in my ranking if they keep up their character work, you know? Yeah, it's already up there for me. I mean, obviously, like I'll have as many shows under my belt as you, but visually alone, it's probably the most like, like as far as fight scenes, probably my favorite. Like the cinematography, the CGI is just going crazy right now. Yeah. No, this is uh, just, there's really not a lot you can like ding this show on. Like it just like sounded every way, you know? Mm -hmm. But uh, let's uh, switch over uh, to, um, what do you think? Should we, let's keep the normal order. I think you talk about the last episode cover under built. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So last time Hiromu died. A lot of other people were dead. Banjo took a vault, took him into the gap between dimensions. Now Seto is like, I got to stop him. And he has to talk to Katsuragi and he's like, no, I'm going to go. He's not a vault. Um, and then he fights a vault for a long time. And then the show ends. Um, and yeah. What do you think about this uh, finale set by this last episode? I didn't hate it. I mean, I feel okay. like everything kind of made sense. Uh, the two worlds joined, kind of resetting this whole mess. <laughs> um, characters went back to the original, you know, forms, and Sento uh, is Sento again, which is like, I, I'm like, there's no way that this could reset. He's still uh, Katsurugi. You know what I mean? So that made sense. Like, in this world, he's a rock star or a celeb, and Everything made sense. Uh, and then at, even at the end, it was kind of cool seeing a version of uh, Banjo still uh, hanging around. So he, even though Sento's essentially by himself, he at least has his, his best friend uh, there with him. But I thought it was, I thought it was an okay uh, ending. What'd you think? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, I think it was as good as they could have done with where they kind of came off where like, I was feeling like a little like, negative on the show's ending stretch but i think like i liked the whole like build fighting alone and the power-ups and like his like cool like fusion form with like him and banjo's powers that was fun yeah i don't know how to feel about the new world stuff honestly it's just a cop-out i guess it, like was a quick way to clean this up <laughs> to go back to normal join two worlds i'm like okay i go along with it but yeah a little bit messy yeah and i liked at least like there was like an implication of it's going to stay messy because there is like the guy whose face Seto has is still around. His band's still there. Yeah. Um, the two banjos. Yeah. And we see like, oh, like Romu's dad is just the prime minister. He's the aide. We get like their like whole his first conversation with like Sawa is like now echoed, but he's not harassing her. He's being professional. Um, still more jokes with Kazumi and just, like thinking Mizora is cute. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder um, what the movies are about for this show because there's one that's like set during the series and there's like a, a bunch that are set after 
so in this new world. So I don't know what that's going to be. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my one <laughs> moment I had to really bring up though was that one thing that really made me laugh during this ending was um there's this moment where like Mizora is on this tower watching Seto fight and then like he's won and then like she turns into a uh, Vernage for a second and then Vernage is like ah oh, my work here is done I was like yeah. you didn't do anything yeah I had the same re- I'm like wait what what just happened here I had the same reaction bro have we seen her in like 12 episodes I forgot uh, they were two different people to be honest can I say that yeah no that's fair I, like, I really thought she was Vernage and was like oh it was a bracelet like we, we've been so out of like touch with this show for so long and came back and like oh fuck I think part of it is like coming back and part of it is just like the show not coming back to plot lines. So I really think Vernage <laughs> hasn't been in the show for a while yeah I mean we kind of did to ourselves but at the same time like they they did kind of go away from that too but this ain't working <laughs> just like her like I'm gonna die now like I'm gut you haven't been here uh yeah um and yeah I um haven't felt the relationship between build and Sen- or uh between like Sato and like Banjo for a minute but I here I do think it was like at least cool that they refocused on it maybe after not doing that for a while yeah, that's that was like the foundation of the show was their friendship. You just got away from it. And by friendship, some people, and by like some, I mean like this is like one of Ryder's like most popular ships is these two. Where they're like, yeah, boyfriends on a bike. Whatever they're doing. Yeah, he's like, your zipper's down. I'm like, you couldn't tell him that before he got on a bike? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Well, these two crazy kids are off on adventures now. They're now doing the writing part of Cobb and Rider. That's build. And we're going to like talk next time a little bit, like more just kind of like some post more to be thoughts. Be like, okay, what did that show leave us with or like where we might like rank it like on our uh, personal list. But mm-hmm. for now, let's go over to Jetman. Maria, her love and death. When I saw that title, like I um, told my partner, I wonder what this episode's about. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so this whole episode is kind of just like now reuse a vampire and the team has to help him but also have to fight maria and yeah um what do you think of just like the end of maria here like this whole little like uh plot here i felt pretty bad for my guy ryu like i'm not sure how he's gonna be able to bounce back from this i mean this is his character's main reason for being who he is it's just his mission was to get her back and to fall in love and just start back where they left off from and you know fast forward to the episode like is she gone I think so <laughs> I don't can't really see her come back from that and um Reeves down bad Gray's down bad it's just like um mm. yeah it's just overall I guess it was an emotional show or episode as far as like for for certain characters and uh this is probably the most permanent loss that we've had in the show ever since baby Transa, Right. Yeah. So it was kind of weird to see like, she's actually gone. It was interesting too. Cause you know, like culturally just like, in like a lot of TV, they don't like to show like kissing in Japan. Like just to see him full on, just like 
give her like a like deep kiss i was like oh wow this is like very intimate for like where most shows are like have that weird kind of like anime hug where it's like oh like i feel you kind of hug like mm-hmm. uh but no um i like how she turns back but also like just how she just like immediately gets like hand like stabs is like rad and then like the way that like gray is just like holding her she's just like talking to ryu and just i <laughs> i love the way that gray got like cartoon tears that fell on her like even though he's a robot <laughs> yeah and she kind of like like went away like you ever play mega man like you could, like die <laughs> <laughs> you're right actually that's all i thought about i was meant to make it man shit it's like that's all i saw when that happened uh i'm just talking about like oh it's kind of janky but it's beautiful and then you just like yeah that is mega man uh and man just uh i'm so excited to like see what these next two episodes are because like they have like pared down like Vira and there's a lot of stuff going on. Um, how do you think Jetman ends? Uh, Jetman ends with, I believe Rad possibly goes back to human. Okay. Uh, or dying. Gray just going off into the sunset and just doing gray shit. And those are the last members of Vira, right? Trans is gone. Ree's gone. It's just Rad and Gray now, right? Am I mistaken? Yeah. Yeah, so just those two. Either either Rad goes out like we're putting his life on the line or he goes back to being human. I think I think I don't see Gray like being destroyed or anything. I think he just leaves. I'm wondering, do you think Okay, so they like broke up Guy and Kaoru. Do you think we see like Kaoru and like Ryu? Or is it too late? Nah, I don't see that. I think it's too late for that. I think I think Ryu's just going to go his whole life being a single guy. <laughs> I think he's going to be celibate the rest of his life. Okay. He can't get over that kind of loss. Now you're making me want like Cobra Kai, but like him and Guy, like 30 years later, just like old dudes, just like, <laughs> oh, um, whatever they do, they'll be cool. Cause this show always does cool shit. It's always like, let's do some cool, weird, like effects and fights and, and I'm and I'm always surprised by like choices that are made. I'm like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. No, uh and for next time, uh Geats thirty thirty one and Jetman fifty. So we're getting right up to it with these shows. Uh and a lot of good like um future things might be happening here. But for now though, step by uh who are your top three characters? Top three characters. Tough mm. one, I know. I'll go Zen, spot three. I'll go Ryu number two and Re number one. Mm. Who you got? Uh, I'm going to say um, this is hard, actually. Um, I don't know if there's anyone in build I'd give a top spot to based off of this episode. That's sad. That's a finale, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, as much as I love what... Uh, Utsebi tried to break that rod. He, he couldn't do it. Uh, man. Um, I guess I'd probably do um, Ryu at number three. I almost said Mario, but that's not what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> Ryu at number three. Just I liked his... Uh, he's doing a lot. His cool vampire acting and stuff. 
I probably do um probably do Gray at number two. I really liked him, his role in this whole thing of like realizing as much as he loves Maria, he's not human. And she won't like love him back. Um, and then number one, probably Zen actually, because I really liked this whole arc of realizing what it meant to die and to be alive and just really well done, just like um thing there. And also, what of the uh Toku that we saw, the fight scenes, suits, and the effects and whatever. Uh was your favorite set by? Uh I gotta say that whole second episode of uh Geese, the fighting sign between the fighting scene between Baroba and uh Ace. I like that a lot. In twenty eight with the like new form? Yeah. That was a good fight scene. Um Yeah, what else happened there? Honestly, I'd probably pick from that same episode, but I liked uh, the whole like samurai fight scene where they had like mm. the like Shogun producer and all that stuff. That was fun. Mm-hmm. And the best outfit we saw this time, Senpai. I feel like it was a lot of the same ones, right? Like this was part two of uh, Jetman, and this was also kind of like a continuation of Build going into that one. But mm-hmm. uh, can I do the samurai costumes or costumes again i don't know yeah why not yeah i'll just go run it back with them we see the cool like roni kitchen like version of ace and stuff uh we see his ancient robot outfit again mm-hmm. uh no um hmm. it was good i can't think of anything that was newer than that i guess i like the flashbacks of uh ryu and Rie, where they were on a bike together in matching like oh, white yeah. jackets and backwards blue hats. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. It was just like so like lame in the, the best way. But yeah, that though, Senpai. Come to the end. So where can people uh, find you when you're not talking about Tokusatsu? Uh, you can find me on all social media outlets. And I did switch my name up temporarily. Not sure if I'm going to stick with it, but right now it's Senpai Bake, which is also like my last name. So just switched it again. You know me always switching things up, but Senpai Bake on TikTok and uh, Twitter. We're going to find you, Kip. Awesome. Uh, you can find uh, me um, on co-host at James D on Twitter at James Forge. The podcast uh, on co-host at Common Ride and at Twitter, Common Ride with me. There's CommonRide.com for episodes and articles. There is a slash merch link to merch. Of course, he's going to the Trevor Project. There is a slash episodes for links at different platforms. And please uh, rate and review on Apple Podcasts and uh, Spotify. Um, shout outs to South Korea and Malaysia who have been really into the show lately and very high on those charts back and forth uh, in that top 10. And yeah, next time we will be looking at uh, 30 and 31 of Geats and... 50 of Jetman. Next week on the book club, we will be looking at the last three episodes of Shokuhi Go Rai Gan, which is episodes 11 through 13, and then we will go on to Comrade Fies. And Senpai, what did we learn today? I will say it's not by how you start, it's by how you finish. Mm. Bill started off as one of those shows we thought it was going to be one of those ones, and got a little rocky towards the end. So it's all about how you finish, to be honest. What you got? Sometimes you're not just 
who people think you are. Like we saw that with like Neon and like her thing. We saw that with Ace. We saw that with like Banjo in that new world. Sometimes you just got to be the person that you are and not what other people think and be okay with that. Make a new life. <laughs>